Hey everyone and welcome to the Rugged Identity Podcast. I am your host, Blake Blackwell, and today is a very special day as this is our first episode we are recording for this podcast, um, which is going to be over our name, over Rugged Identity, you know, why we chose Rugged Identity and what it means to have a Rugged Identity. But first off, I just want to give you a little bit about who I am and what I do. Um, I work at Southwestern Christian University in Bethany, Oklahoma, and I am the archery coach there. So I do know a little bit about bows, but I also work in the maintenance department. So, you know, I'm just your average guy. So anything that comes from the hunting side of things, that's going to be a good chunk of this podcast. I'm just your average dude that's had to learn everything on their own. You know, I've cut my teeth bow hunting, but everything that I've done, I've had to teach myself. So it's kind of nice, you know, to hear from somebody that's not one of your big name guys that's kind of learning stuff on their own, you know, and figuring stuff out because then I can share my insights with y'all. And I hope it becomes um, very beneficial in the future on when we start diving into those topics. Um, But like I said, today is over rugged identity, you know, why we chose this name. And why we chose this name is based on Acts chapter 13, verse 22, which we'll get here in just a minute. But what it means to be rugged and what identity means, we're just going to break that down from Google um, and the definitions. And so when you look at rugged, there's numerous definitions for rugged, but all of them apply to the name that we have. So rugged, one of the definitions, the first one is strongly made and capable of withstanding rough handling which is very true. We know as Christians that we have to have our um, foundation based on Jesus. When we have our foundation based on Jesus, then we have a firm foundation. We know that as long as he is the center and as long as he is the foundation of our life, that no matter what comes our way, that we are still on a strong foundation and nothing can really shake that. Um, The second definition of this is having toughness and determination, which is also true. You know, as men that hunt and love the outdoors, we have toughness and determination. I mean, there's a lot of times we have to improvise and really just dig in deep if we want to get it done. And then the last one is made and capable of withstanding rough handling. Now as men, you know, that's kind of satisfying to say, you know, we're rugged because we can withstand rough handling. But (laughs) it's true, you know, Uh, this podcast is going to really reach a lot of guys that, you know, want to wake up on a Friday morning or Saturday morning on their weekend and the first thing they do is they get a cup of coffee and read their Bible then head to the gym and come home and shoot their bow you know that's kind of like who we are and what we do so we are rugged in that sense Um, it just gives you a sense of you know manliness and that's kind of who we're after I mean if you're uh, you know I better not I don't want to step on too many toes (laughs) but if you're going to get your coffee at Starbucks in the morning this may not be the podcast for you but hey if you're a guy that does that and you still love Jesus, then we can be friends, but we'll just have to pray about what kind of coffee you're drinking. And then the, se- and then the second is uh, identity, what, it, what identity means. Identity is the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. And this is really a big part of this because identity for a lot of us as men can be based on our family. It can be based on our job. And a lot of us that are bow hunters, it can be based on our success in the field. And that's just... It's easy to fall into, but having a rugged identity is having an identity that's based on Jesus. Because you know that's where your identity comes from. You are what he says you are. You're not a product of your success and your failure in the field. As hard as it is to say, you know, your family does not define your identity. It's a part of who you are, but it is not who you are. Who you are is a man of God and a follower of Jesus. So that's what rugged identity means.
Now, when I think about rugged identity, like I said, Acts chapter 13, verse 22, I'm going to go ahead and read that to you guys. And this is talking about David, when David is, David is being appointed king. And so in verse 22, it says, After removing him, he raised up David as their king and testified about him. I have found David, the son of Jesse, to be a man after my own heart, who will carry out all of my will. Now, when you read this and you're thinking, man, he said a man after my own heart. This guy, if you're not familiar with all of David's story, you may be thinking right now, wow, David is like the dude. He's a man after God's own heart. And for him to say that specifically, like there's nothing else you could possibly want to hear as a man that sounds better than a man after my own heart who will do all of my will. But when we think about that, if you know a little bit about David, I mean, you may be hearing some of the great stories like David and Goliath that we um, often talk about. That's one of the coolest stories. That's probably my favorite story in the Bible, um, along with a few others. But those are all great. But David also had some really, really bad failures. So his successes were some of the biggest successes, the biggest things that you could imagine. But his failures were also, I mean, really, really bad. And he'll come by that honest, and you can see in Scripture when he's like repenting and falling to his knees and crying out to the Lord and things like that. But first, let's talk about the good things. Let's talk about his successes, and then we'll talk about um, some of his failures and the things that made him rugged the way that he is. So some of his success, successes are, just like I mentioned, he defeated Goliath. And he didn't just defeat Goliath, you know, with a sword with an AR-15, you know, in battle, which granted, that'd be a big enough deal as it is. But when you think about Goliath, he was literally a giant that was wearing 40 to 50 pounds of body armor. That's insane. But when you think of this, if you don't really know a lot of the story about this, that's perfectly fine. I'm going to go into detail and give you some kind of things to think about. So a lot of us, you know, as men, we like to watch the UFC. Nothing cooler than going in there and watching two guys, you know, duke it out in the octagon. But when you watch the UFC, you see the big, the big, big guys fighting, and they're huge. And then there's some of them that aren't really fat, you know? Like, some of them kind of look chubby, but you know they're solid. But then there's other ones that just look like a mammoth of a man. And the one that pops in my mind is Brock Lesnar. Now, Brock Lesnar's not fighting anymore, but when you think about Brock Lesnar was fighting, that was like the scariest dude ever to watch. And some of his fights were just brutal. He would just manhandle people. Even in college before he was in the UFC, you know, Brock Lesnar was a wrestler, and he was just chunking people around. The dude was an animal. But just think about Goliath as Brock Lesnar, okay? But Goliath was actually a lot bigger than Brock Lesnar is, if you can even imagine that. So imagine his body on like the tallest NBA player that they have. So that that's that's Goliath. But not only that, like I said, he's wearing 40 to 50 pounds of body armor. And so whenever David, David went out to the battlefield, you know, and he was delivering things to the troops and when he gets there none of them are fighting you know they're all sitting back and he's like what the heck's going on guys like why are we not fighting like we're just sitting here and they're like that guy you see that guy over there yeah the Brock Lesnar looking dude the freaky guy with 40 to 50 pounds of body armor and a sword in his hand that's why we're not over there but you got to think I mean they were so scared that they wouldn't go fight their whole army they were so scared to fight the other guys in the army too because of that one guy if that can give you a kind of a clearer picture of what we're dealing with here. But you know what David said? David had faith in the Lord. He said, let me at him, boys. Let me have at him. 
they're like, what are you talking about? You're just a boy. I mean, this armor doesn't even fit you. But you know what David did? He had so much faith in the Lord. You know, his strength didn't come from himself, but it came from his heavenly father. He picked up a stone and he went out there and he killed a giant with body armor. He didn't have nothing on with a stone. And not only that, David was savage enough to chop off his head and carry it back. Well, they say carry. I imagine he'd probably drug it back. And it was, his quads were burning and his calves were burning. By the time he got back, he probably just felt like he had drug a big old mule deer out of the sand hills or something. But he did. He drug his head back. There's no telling how much that thing weighed. But he did. He got it back. And that's one of his successes. And that's crazy to think. And you're like, yeah, exactly. He had so much faith in the Lord. He killed Goliath. That's a man after God's own heart, and you're correct on that. And he also had some more successes, and I'll just name one more. I mean, really short. Um, he was the ruler of a nation. He was the king. He ended up being the king of a nation. Now, I know there's not very many people out there that have probably killed a giant in battlefield with a rock. But there's also not that many people in the world that are a ruler of a nation. So this guy was an absolute dude, you know. He had it going on. David definitely had it going on. But David's failures were also way out there failures. So his successes were the highest of highs of successes, it seemed like, but his failures were also some of the lowest of lows. And I'll just go into a couple because if we talked about all his successes and all his failures, I could give a podcast every day for the next month and talk to you about the life of David. But we just, I'm going to keep it really short and brief um, just to give you an idea of what we're dealing with here. So there's a story in the Bible where David's on the rooftop and David sees a woman named Bathsheba bathing on her rooftop and he goes and takes advantage of her. Now, as bad as this sounds, you know, you may be thinking, why is this woman bathing on the rooftop? Well, in this time, that's where they did bathe. So that's not like you see, you drive down in your neighborhood and you see some woman in her front yard naked. I mean, that's, that's not what we're looking at here. That'd be like him going and peeking through a window and seeing someone getting in the shower, like that they're where they're supposed to be. They're not doing anything wrong. Um, but not only did he do that, the worst part was not just that he took advantage of her, but she also had a husband. And so basically this woman and him, they were committing adultery. Um, and that's just, we know as Christians, that's the last thing. That's, that's not good, you know. And so we're dealing with that there, and then it gets worse. Um, he's already dug himself a little bit of a hole, but then after that, um, Bathsheba's pregnant. And he sends her husband out into the battlefield to try and be killed. So that death, you know, that murder was really the blood was on his hands at that point. So that's some of the lows that we're talking about. And we could go into more detail into more stories about David's successes and his lows because there's quite a bit more. But we don't have time for that. But David, even though he had those lows of lows and those highs of highs, he's considered a man's after God's own heart. And you might be thinking, well, how? Like, I've committed sin, but I've never done something like that. Or maybe you're listening to this and you may say, hey, I've messed up a lot in my life. I don't see, I mean, even a man like that, I don't see how I'm ever going to be able to be called a man after God's own heart. Well, here's one thing that David did. Even though despite David, all of David's failures, he always turned back to the Lord. Everything that he did, he turned back to the Lord. He would fall to his knees and cry out to God and say he was sorry, ask for forgiveness. He, I mean, he made these mistakes, but he always turned back to the one that could give him forgiveness. 
there's a lot of people in this world when we make mistakes that can give us forgiveness, but we got to go to the one who created it all. The one that even formed these relationships that we have, and he always turned back to Jesus. So his faithfulness for the Lord entirely became why he was a man after God's own heart. And not only his faithfulness, but he loved Jesus so much. He loved Jesus, I mean, just as much or more than anyone else in Scripture. He loved him. And so his identity was definitely rugged. He had a rugged identity because he did make failures. He did have success. But he also had things coming his way that were hard. And that's when it comes to the part of rugged where it says firm. You know, he was had a firm foundation. He was strong. He could withstand things that came at him. I mean, there's another story about David where he was running around in the mountains, running away because the king was trying to kill him and send an army after him. And it was a long time, guys. It was a long time that he was running around in the mountains, crying out to the Lord, trying to escape these people, you know, like living in the mountains in the wilderness. That'd be like someone dropping you off in the Rocky Mountains in the worst part in Colorado and saying, hey, man, I'm going to have these 10 guys over here that are trained to kill people come after you and they're going to try to take you out. I'm not giving you nothing. You got the clothes on your back and you got to escape them. You got to survive. And I promise you, if he didn't rely on the Lord, then none of that would have happened. He, he wouldn't have made it, I don't think. I really don't. He had to have faith in the Lord, even when times were hard. And we talk about times that are hard, like there's days that I'll oversleep my alarm. And it just affects my whole day. But you got to think, David was running away from an army trying to kill him. I mean, we got to think about how rough things are sometimes. They're really not that bad. Things could be worse. But David still kept his eyes fixed on the Lord, even when these bad things were happening. And then whenever he had all the great things that were happening, like he, when he killed Goliath, before he killed him, you know, he's talking about the Lord had delivered me from all these numerous things that have happened in his life. He can help me defeat this giant right now. He can help me do that because it's not on my strength. It's not on my will. It's not on anything that has to do with me. It's about the Lord that's living in me can use me. And that ties directly into uh, my personal testimony, not, not my personal testimony as far as how I came to the Lord, but involved with hunting, you know, involved with you know, just this is just me being vulnerable right now. Things that I've struggled with, things that I've had to deal with, and I've had to overcome when it comes to hunting. And I'm not talking about things like, man, my failure, like, wow, I didn't kill a 200 inch deer, I didn't even kill a 150 inch deer last year. I'm a failure, not that kind of stuff, but the kind of stuff that I literally turned a passion of hunting a gift from the Lord into an obsession. I mean, there's a story, and I'll just tell you this really quick, being real vulnerable. Me and my wife went into Academy, and we're looking at things. We're looking at disc golf. Um, there's a park right behind our house, and she's like, this will be really fun for us to play. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And she's like, why not? You love playing sports and doing that kind of stuff and staying active. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want anything to get in the way and to take my mind off of success and hunting. And I remember seeing the look on her face. And I remember stepping back and thinking, wow, what did I just say? It finally came to a head. Because my my regiment for the day, if you heard it, you'd think, no, that's just committed. Because I would wake up, and when I really started out going hard, I'd, I'd made a decision, hey, I'm going to do everything I can to be successful. And there's nothing wrong with that. Scripture says, do everything you can to the best of your abilities, but to the glory of Him. And I was not doing it to the glory of him. I was doing it for my own gratification. 
for my own feel good, my own success. And I became so fixated on that success that it became who my identity was because I would even have anxiety because I'd be laying in bed at night thinking, man, I could have arranged a little bit more. I could have done this just a little bit more. Yeah, you can always do more. But there's there has to be a point where it is enough. You know, it is enough. If I go out there and I'm hunting this year, and I, if I go for a week somewhere and I come back with nothing in my hand, I have to know that, hey, that success does not define who I was. But getting off that rabbit trail a little bit, I'm going to come back into that story. It came to a head to where I would work out and run and shoot my bow every day, and it would normally take up three to four hours of my day. And then when I wasn't doing that, I was either on my phone or I'd be reading books on hunting tactics, gear reviews, best ways, um, new ways to tune your bow. You know, I'd be tinkering with my setup. I would be fletching different helicals and different veins and everything under the sun you can think of to be the best of the best of the best. To the point to where I did not sit down ever and take a break. I would never sit down and put away the phone. I wouldn't just watch TV. I mean, even at dinner, I'd be having something playing on my phone while I'm eating with my wife. And that's, that's way too far because I put everything I had into one basket and that's not the basket that I should have been putting in. I should have been putting it into Jesus. And there's a lot of us that can fall into this because yeah, hunting's addicting, but there has to be a fine line of, Hey, I'm going to be successful no matter what, because I'm living my life for the Lord. No matter what I do, I know that if I don't come home with a deer, if I don't place a perfect shot, if I don't go shoot in this tournament and shoot a perfect 300, I'm going to make it to the next day. I'm going to know that that does not define who I am. My success defined who I was. And my identity was not rugged at all. Because some people would sit back and say, man, he's a hard worker. He puts his nose to the grindstone. He's getting after it every day. Yeah, you're right, I was. But a rugged man is a man after God's own heart. A rugged man is knowing that his success and his failures, none of that in life. Yeah, we want to be the best we can be. I'm not saying don't put forth all your effort into hunting. Just don't put forth all of it. You can put forth as much as you want as long as you can come home at the end of the day and know that your mind was fixed more on Jesus than it was on your success and on hunting. I mean, even this can even come into anything. I mean, this can come into your job. I mean, if you're coming home and you're working on emails all night long and you're not giving your time to your wife or your kids or anybody in your family, then you're not doing your job as a man. You know, a man is supposed to be someone who protects and loves and follows the Lord. It's supposed to be the head of a household and one that leads. And that is what a rugged identity is. So be proud of what you do. You know, go all in for it. But just know that your rugged identity is what we must have. This is why we're doing this podcast. Because we want to show that our success isn't always based on, you know, how big the deer is. I mean, social media is a killer. It's a cancer. It really is. Because I see guys out there that are posting on Facebook, man, I shot my first deer. I'm so pumped. And people will get on there and comment, wow, you couldn't have let him walk. I mean, three more years. And I'm just like, dude, get off that guy. If he's happy of his kill, he's just as much of a hunter as you are. I mean, he killed the deer this year. You waited last year and didn't shoot anything because you're waiting for the right time. At least this guy's got some meat on the table for his family. So that's what this is all about. We want to be a community. We want to be a group of guys. I mean, and even women, we invite y'all to listen to this podcast because not everything that we do with scripture at the end of um, each episode will be completely based on men, but we're going to tie it into the woods. And so if you're someone out there that loves to hunt, that loves Jesus and knows that um, 
your motto, just like ours, is to love Jesus, love your neighbor, and work hard. And this is exactly where we want you to be. And we hope you enjoy this podcast and the episodes that we have to come. Um, This one did look a little bit different. And I know it wasn't all just cutting up and having fun. But we're not going to sugarcoat everything here. You know, we're going to be straightforward um, and really get to the point on things. But we're also going to cut up and have a good time. Not every episode either is just going to be me talking. We're going to have a lot of special guests that I think can bring some great insight on different categories in hunting and also scripture. Um, so be be on the lookout um, for next week. We're going to be coming out with another podcast next week. And just remember, guys, this is the end of um, this episode, but there is more to come. So just remember to stay rugged and know who your identity comes from.